pizzas and the bishops are back. It's so wonderful to have you guys here again. Then, as Jason said, Jan and Talita are back again. It's wonderful to have them back. I made the mistake of I just sent an SMS to, to Jan saying, if you need anything, you know, just phone me. I'll be willing to help. And, and as soon as I sent it, I realized that was a mistake. I mustn't do that with Jan because he really will. He'll phone and ask for help. <laughs> so it wasn't very, yeah, after, I meant it while I was typing it, but after it, I was like, because you see, the last time, the, the, the most difficult move that I have partaken of in my life was moving his stuff, a previous move, literally the hardest move ever. They lived on a third floor. There's no lift. You carry everything down three steps. It's summertime. It's hot. And two days before the move, Jan phones and says, hey, by the way, I'm sorry. My work just told me I have to go to South Africa, so I won't be here while you're moving my stuff. So there's Pascal. I think that's why Pascal and them left the church, actually. They, they gone. So there's Pascal and myself carrying Jan's leather, big, huge furniture, three steps down, three floors down. Those things are still stained with my sweat to this day. So when he phoned and said, you know, can you come and help? I was like, oh, I shouldn't have sent that email. Jesus, wisdom, please. In any case, so the first thing we have to go pick up is a, a box mattress and a mattress at Sears. So we got this huge U-Haul truck and we park at Sears. So the guy comes out with a mattress and the, the, the box mattress. So the wind's blowing and they're covered with plastic and it's difficult and the mattresses are blowing over. So Jan and this guy takes the mattress, which is pretty heavy. And they can't get a hold of it, and they try and pick it up. And so I say to Jan, yes, you are so pathetic. Can't you even just pick up the mattress? You are so useless. You always can't do anything by yourself. And I realize this guy doesn't understand South African humor, and his eyes are getting bigger and bigger as he kind of moves away. So I say to Jan, look how it's done. And I pick up the box mattress, which is just a piece of plywood, you know. And I say, look at this. This is how it's done, man. You, you people, you know. So he says, that doesn't weigh anything. I says, you see, excuses again. You can never just say that you. Then I realized maybe we must stop because this guy's really getting scared. So he moves away. So when we left, we just laughed at each other. So in any case, it's good to have you guys back. Um, today, what we're going to do is I want to talk about one verse. But before we do that, I, I would like to just talk about our prison ministry, Rama Intervention, just a little. We've had a couple of people come in and just testify about what God is doing in their life and the amazing uh, blessing that the church is to them. So I just wanted to do the same with our Rama Interventions. For some people who are here who, who maybe you don't know what Rama Interventions is, it's our church, the, the prison ministry that our church partakes of. And before I bring up some of the guys who are involved, I just want to say thank you so much because this is where we get to stay here because of Rayma Interventions. Rayma Interventions allows Tiffany, Nathan, and myself to stay in America because we get sponsored through Rayma. Rayma is our bread, basically, so to say. When we came in 2010, in 2011, I was asked if, if we could become on staff of the church but financially, we've got to make a plan because something has to be done. And so I went to the Lord, and a very long story short, he said, you know, just do prison ministry. And he gave the name and all of that. And then people could sponsor the prison ministry, 
and the government said, that's okay. If you can set up a prison ministry and people give to that, you can stay doing the prison ministry. So this is really, thank you. I mean, people give monthly. There are people that sow into Rhema every single month so faithfully. And you'll have some of the guys just now say thank you. But from Tiffany, Nathan, and myself, thank you so much for giving to this. Thank you so much for sowing seeds into the kingdom, allowing us to live the dream. It is so amazing. I cannot tell you what a pleasure and honor it is to be able to go into a prison and sit in front of young boys, women, and men and just bring them truth. And the light go on and they say, wow, no one has ever, and some of these guys are in their 60s. I've never in my life heard that before. You really, really mean God is not angry. You really mean God did not put you really. And there's nothing greater to me to see someone really hear the truth and the truth sets them free. So thank you so much for everyone that gives monthly to Rhema. I cannot explain to you in words how appreciative we are and, and thank you so much for that. So on that, can we have a picture there, Minye, please? That's us on December 22nd of last year. So what we do, the end of every year, we have a Rhema Interventions evening, and it's just for us men. And we go out, and we just have fun. We go, we go to Costco, we buy some nice clothes for the guys. We go to a nice, well, nice restaurant. We choose where. Both years we chose TGI Fridays. <laughs> they got good steak. So we went to TGI Fridays. The first year we went to see a movie. Uh, this year the guy said, you know, let's rather just skip the movie and just sit around the table and fellowship with one another. Let's rather than go and watch where we can't talk to each other, let's spend time where we can just have some fun with each other talking. So that was actually taken December this past year. So there's our ISIS lookalike, Mr. Artem. We have Shane, myself, Jay, Dre, and Wes. So he fools everyone. When you come in and he starts talking about the Bible, it's like an oxymoron. You see the beard and the Bible. They try to see if there's a catch or a trick in this. They, this, this. This guy's really sneaky. He's really, really infiltrated us over here in the States. In any case. So there's just us. So us, you know, we just want to thank you. And it's just such an amazing evening and because of your guys giving, we're we literally changing people's lives. And people ask me so often when they say, what do you do? And you go in the prison and how? And you know, some of those guys in the same class, two weeks after they came out, you know, they do something silly. They, they, when you're in that environment of just, you don't have to make your own decisions. There's no freedom. People tell you when to wake up, when to go to bed, what to eat, what to dress. And you don't have to make choices. It's, it's easy to stay in the Word and stay with God. You make five choices a day. And then as soon as you get out, you literally have to make five choices a minute. And each and every one of those have to be a good choice because if you make the wrong choice, you, 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 you're heading back to where you came from. So it's just these guys and, and ladies, whoever we're helping, you know, we are giving them the opportunity to make a difference in their lives. And because we're sowing into them and you are sowing into them and we're doing what we can, they won't be able to say one day, I never had a chance. And that's something that God wants everybody to have as a second chance. And if they use it or they don't use it, that's up to them. 
Just like if you and I use the cross of Jesus, it's up to us. No one's responsible for what you and I do with the choices and the opportunities that we are given. And the same with these men. But man, they've got amazing opportunities that they can use. They have an amazing family that stand behind them, that back them, that are there for them, that love them unconditionally, whether they make the right choices or not, because God loves us unconditionally, whether we make the right choices or not every single day. So I just asked some of them if they wanted to say something. So let's start over here. Autumn, just to say something, their appreciation and what they think of Rayma Interventions. Yes. So let's start with a history lesson. 1,500 to 2,000 years before the beginning of Islam or the Quran, there were Jewish people. And they had something called the Nazarene vow, where they didn't shave, where there was people like John the Baptist who were just out. And so this is, right? This is how... This is how my Jewish brothers got down. Jesus was Jewish. On another note, this actually opens the door to a lot of Islamic people, Muslims. They see me and they're like, oh, hey, salam alaikum. <laughs> Listen, when I was in prison, we had a thing called a smoke cage where you go and you can, you used to smoke, but they took that out of the penitentiary. And so... People would go in there and pray, and the Muslims would go in there and pray. Well, I figured if they go in there and pray, I'd go in there and pray too. And so I'd go in there, and they would see me, and guys, was, guys would see me on the yard, be like, hey, Ak, how you doing? And so, like, it opened the door to a conversation with them. I had lots of Muslim friends, and we would discuss the Bible and the Quran. It was amazing. So, now you know. <laughs> Thank you so much. Assalamu <laughs> alaikum. Um, okay, 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 let's get serious. Uh, Man, uh, you know, it's often you sow money into things and you never get the opportunity to see the faces and see the things that your money's doing. And this morning, you get, to do the, you get to see that. You get to see people who are literally being transformed by your giving. Because by sowing into Rhema, you allow a man like this to take the anointing on his life into a, a really dark place. You want to find a dark place, the penitentiary is where it's at. I mean, guys who've been abused, guys who've killed people, who've stolen drugs, you name it. And then a jolly old guy can come in there like this and, and just, man, and, 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 and no, no, seriously. And, and it's amazing and, 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 and it's awesome. And so, so keep that in mind this morning as, as you see faces. When you sow into Rayma Interventions, you sow into people like me. And so many testimonies, so many, so many things that Rayma has done. I mean, just going to Pastor Rifle's house and we gather and like this and, and pour, him pouring into our lives. I mean, because of Rayma, I'm here and part of your family. And I am in this church because of Rayma. I am on this college campus because of Rayma. I mean, you know, the Bible says, let him who glories glory in the Lord. And so, of course, it's all to the glory of God. But there are people who said yes to God when they were in South Africa. And now this is the result of it. And so, wow. Um, the Bible says that those that labor among you are worthy of double honor. And so, man, it's, it's just a privilege, man. It's a privilege to, to, be, to have Pastor Rifle sow into our life. And we just want to honor, honor God for Rayma intervention this morning. Amen.
Hey, good morning. Um, man, it's hard to come behind you, are Tim, man. Woo. Um, you know, um, I remember when I was in, and um, you know, I remember not knowing where I was gonna go. Like I, I didn't know where I was gonna go. You know, realistically, I did not know where I was gonna go, other than back to the street. You know, so for me. For me, it was it was to me is more serious because I didn't I didn't really have a, a a pit together family. You understand what I'm saying? Like my the, my family is all over the place and they're into things that I shouldn't be into. So me, if if it wasn't for Raymond interventions, I most realistically I wouldn't even be here. I'd probably be locked up or about to get locked up or you know, never know, you know. So it's a um it's truly a blessing, you know, for God to open that door and to do it through Pastor Rifle. Um man, Raymond Adventures is a lot to me. You know, it's really blessed my life. You know, still blessing my life, you know, just day in and day out. You know, just having the fellowship and having, you know, a family and a brotherhood that's that's real and authentic and is tangible, you know. And um, you know, Pastor Rifle's done a whole lot for me, man. You know, he's done, I'm talking about, he's done a whole lot. And I'm just, I'm just humbled, and I'm just, I just feel so good to have that. You know, even when I was in the way, and I, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm tough. You know, I'm rough around the edges, and, you know, I, some situations I learned the hard way, and Rifle be like, don't do this, and I do it anyway. But... But the great thing about it is that even when I do it anyway, he's still there and treats me as if I listened to him when he said don't do it. And that's very rare, you know. So I just, I'm, I just thank God for Rifle. I thank God for Remy Interventions. I love Harvest Renewal. I love this church. And it's just it's an honor just to be here, you know. And I just thank y'all and I bless y'all. How y'all doing? Um, I'd like to thank God first, first and foremost to um, just everything he done done in my life, the things I done, I done went through in life in the past and where I'm at today. And I just also just want to give you a hug, Rife, and just thank God for you, man. For real. I'd like to thank um, Arima Interventions, too, because to be honest with you, when I came home, you know, Rifle um, Interventions, they, they put me in an apartment right now. You know, they, they gave me money for food for a whole year. They paid my rent. God is just so awesome. You know what I mean? I thank God in my life, man, for real, man. My son back there, he blessed me. He put me back in life with my son. You know what I mean? I love Harvest. I love all y'all, man, for real. So just to let y'all know, man, that this life we live, man, we all, we all go through things in life, but God is going to allow us to come out of it. We just got to keep fighting. Paul says where we got to fight this, this good fight of faith, man. So I love y'all and thank y'all for everything y'all have done in my life, man. For real. God bless you. Hello, everyone. Big, big difference speaking from up here than it is listening from back there. <laughs> you know, I'm also very thankful for, for Rayma. You know, um, uh, they've done so much for me as well as my wife. Uh, 
Pastor Rifle and Tiffany have opened the doors to their home for us. They've invited us over for fellowship for months now, every other week, and it's, it's just so amazing. You know, we leave out of there so full every time, and that's both, you know, spiritually, of course, and physically as well. And he's not joking when he says Tiffany can cook. Man, she can cook, you know. And, you know, our Tim shared a little bit about honor, and uh, it, it actually convicted me because guess what I did when it snowed? Donuts. <laughs> and now my truck is at the shop, so. <laughs> you know, but, um, um, you know, there's other, many other ways we can honor God, and, uh, and, and some of those are, you know, just honoring one another and honoring those that allow him to use them like Pastor Rifle has. And if we could just all stand up and, and honor him for being such an amazing man of God. And, and I love you, man. I love you. Thank you so much. Never despise the day of small beginnings. That's not the lesson. That's just the never despise the day of small beginnings. This whole Rhema intervention literally started with my sister and Talia at gym training, which is a miracle in itself. <laughs> On the treadmill, running, doing, ex- well, walking, talking to each other, doing exercises. So that's how it all started, a conversation between the two of them and about prison ministry and and people say to me, how do you measure your success? If you go in there, how do you know what you're doing makes a difference? And it's not a cliche to me. And I say to them, if I can, through God's grace, change one man's life, not a cliche. That's the honest gospel truth. If one of those men, women, young boys that I speak to can come out of prison and their lives can be different and 20 years from now they can be on television or own their own business and help other people and preach the gospel, We've been successful as Rhema Intervention. So, praise God. Thank you for your giving. Okay, um, please can we have Matthew 22, 14. Just going to look at this one verse. And at the, the danger of taking a verse completely out of context and just using one verse, I'm going to do that. So, for many are called, but few are chosen. Because you hear so many times people can do something, oh, well, they're chosen. That's, I can't do that. And that becomes an excuse to sit back and just whatever happens, happens because they're chosen. That's God's special plan for them. And it's true that God has a special plan for each and every one of us. But it's also true that God has chosen each and every one of us to be part of his body. So whether you're an eye or whether you're an ear, you have been chosen to be part of the body. Do you accept the fact and the truth that you have been chosen? In other words, do you choose to be chosen? That's the difference between someone who says, well, see, they can do that because they've got this gifting, they've got this talent. Because many are called. But few are chosen, and people use that and say, I was not chosen to to walk this life of faith. That's not what the Bible says. Because John 1.12, it says, but as many as received him. You see, he's here for all of us. He's come on a cross, hung, given himself completely to every single man, woman, child. 
There's not one person that can say Jesus did not die for them. So in other words, he came so that he could make himself available to you so that you can choose him. It's your and my free will that we can do that. And we can't say, well, I have not been chosen. No, we have. And we now as Harvest Renewal are in an amazing place where we are chosen as a house, as a body to expand, to do more, to get more people in here. Not for the sake of going out and say, wow, we filled up two services today. Are we not good? No, for the truth of, wow, so many more people had the opportunity to come and experience worship like that. Was worship not amazing today? Can we thank our worship team for the effort and the time they put in? And what that allows is, Holy Spirit is always here, but sometimes it's just so powerful and how do you know that it's really that powerful? Is five people come to you and say, listen, you know, this is what the Lord tells me. Please, if you have a minute, can I say this? Five people today with amazing revelation, with amazing things from God. Why? Because the atmosphere through the worship is just so permeated with the presence of Holy Spirit. And He's speaking to us as a people. He's speaking to us as individuals. And people are receiving visions and things in their heart. And it's just, this is what God is saying. Can we say that? I would love to have everyone and come and give the word, but then we'll be here till 4 o'clock in the afternoon and the next service will begin. So that's how you know it's really, really powerful because Holy Spirit is here and people are receiving things from God just sitting in the presence of God during worship. So that's amazing. So we have this opportunity now to, to start the second service. And we as a house have been chosen. We as a house have this opportunity to say, we as a people, we are going to choose to be chosen to expand the kingdom in this way. Let's look at a few people in the Bible that, that had an opportunity. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 4, because we've been using Peter in chap, uh, chapter 2 of the book of Acts, where he preaches a sermon and he says, people get saved and 3,000 join the church. And people could maybe say, well, that was just for Peter. Now, Peter put himself in a place, Peter made many mistakes. He could have walked away from the Lord and never, ever come back again, but he didn't. He kept coming back, and at the end, he was chosen. He put himself in a place to be able to be used by God. And that's what Pastor Jason was talking about. We have an opportunity to put ourselves in a place to be used by God. Had it been a second service now, that more people can come. People that, for whatever reason, would enjoy the afternoon, can't come in. It doesn't matter. It's an opportunity that we have to have more people hear the word, experience Holy Spirit, and manifest this life that He wants to manifest through us. So it says here in Matthew chapter 4, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me. Why did Jesus say to those guys right there, right then, follow me? Because Jesus does nothing unless the Father tells him to do it so. He says, I don't do anything unless the Father tells me. I don't say anything unless I see him do it. So he's walking by the beach, and he sees his guys, and Father says, call them. Father says, give them an opportunity to become disciples and change the world. And whatever they do with that decision is up to them. But they have been called, they have been chosen. Now it's up to them to say, I choose to be chosen. 
So that's why Jesus calls them. So he says to them, hey guys, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Now we go to Matthew chapter 19. Because were those fishermen special? We're all special, but no more special than this guy that we're going to read about in this chapter here. Matthew 19. So we know it's a rich young ruler. He comes to Jesus here. Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all you have. Give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. And come follow me. Same invitation. Same invitation that Jesus Christ, the master, gives to people. Sell what you have. Says to Peter, drop your nets. Leave everything. Come follow me. Peter and his brother, they drop and they go. Now, every word that Jesus spoke, was it anointed? Or were the words that he spoke to Peter more anointed than the words that he spoke to this rich young ruler? No difference in anointing. No difference in calling. One difference. The choice that the person who received those words from the master, how they chose to act upon those words. And we as a body now have an opportunity where Jesus comes to us and he says, guys, we really need to get the light out there. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a second service. I've just called you. Are you going to be willing to drop your nets, drop whatever you're doing in the afternoon? I know, I know, I know that football is amazing. I know that the lunch and the things that you do in the afternoon, but how does that compare to getting people into the, the grace and the light and the kingdom of God? So are you willing to drop that net and to follow him, just leave everything behind that you do? Or are we going to be like the second guy, have this amazing, can you imagine, can you really go home and imagine Jesus talking to you face to face? Can you look into the eyes of Jesus? And he extends you such an invitation. Jesus himself. I haven't yet, but people say that his eyes are just, if you look in those eyes, it's just love. It's just, it melts you. How do you possibly stand looking into those eyes, receive those words, turn around and say, no, I've got too much. What I have, what I've got going on, what's working for me right now, is way more than what you can ever give to me. So thank you, but no thank you. I'll choose to go my own way with what I've got. I don't want what you have and what you're extending to me now. How does one do that? We wouldn't know, otherwise you wouldn't be sitting here. But there are people that just at that invitation can still come and look him in the eyes and say, whatever you have to offer, it's not worth it. Whatever you have. And we can be talking in a million years from now about the decision that we as Harvest Renewal Church, as a housemate, to say, you know what? We've been given this opportunity to have more people come to hear the gospel of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll be sitting in heaven and there will be people there. Who came to the burn Friday night? There were so many faces that I've never seen. People that, praise God, I mean, I've never, ever seen those people. A lot of them look like students. 
I don't know, but there were a bunch of people here that are not here now. And maybe, just maybe, a second service will be something that they say, man, you know, I can go to that. But we need someone to do the worship. We need someone to do the projection. We need someone to do children's ministry. And God is saying, Jesus is saying, hey, guys, drop what you're doing and come and follow me because those people need to hear everything that I have to be able to do. And we can choose. We have been called, that verse. We have been called to be chosen. The only thing is, are you and I going to choose to say, you know what? Yes, I place myself so that I can choose to follow you because everyone has been called. He came to die. It's not the Father's will that one should perish. So we've all been called and we've all been chosen. But are we going to turn around and say, I, I choose to be a part of that. Like we've said, all of us, myself and all these guys that gave their testimony today, we have chosen to say yes to God and our lives have been changed because each and every one of us, because of Rhema interventions. And that's just a small part of the church. I mean, we've got children's ministry, worship. There's so many amazing things happening in this house and God wants to extend that. God wants more. God wants uh, you know, like some of the guys said, that there's an apartment that we give to them that they stay in. Pay their rent, pay their food, pay their utilities. Can you imagine someone coming out of prison, nowhere to go, and you get a key put in your hand that says, you don't have, this is just all you need to do is serve God. That's the only responsibility that you carry is to serve God because people believe in you. People are giving into your life every single month so that you don't have to have a care in the world other than keeping your relationship with the master intact, growing closer to him every day. There's the key. Isn't that amazing? We did that. We did that. And because of that, people's lives are changing. And because we're obeying what God is saying to us, we know that he's saying now it's time. We've been praying, we've been, you know, fasting, we've been asking, we've been reading. It is time. He's just walked past us and said, okay, come and follow me. Second service, this is what we're going to do. And we can be like the rich young ruler and say, ah, what I've got is way better than what you can offer. And in a million years from now, we're going to be talking about this day and saying, can you remember when we had the opportunity to sign up to say, and we're going to partake, we're going to do whatever we can to get Jesus to be known by more people. Is there, is there anything greater in your life than introducing Jesus to someone who never knew him? And they say, really, he's that good? He really loves me? He really has a plan? He will do that for me? Remember the guy in Mark? I know that you can, but will you do it for me? Jesus says, most certainly I will. And this is what he's saying. I want to but I would like you to be in a partnership with me so that I can. Because we are the house, we are his body. No matter what part of the body you and I are, you have been chosen to walk this out and to expand the light. What an amazing honor and privilege. Let's be a people that say, I choose to be chosen. I'm going in. Drop my nets. Let's go. Okay. Let's stand up, guys. Let's stand up. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you have called this house to partake in. 
You have enabled us at this stage to grow. You have brought people, God. It's not us. We can't do this. It's not our programs. It's not our amazing teachings. It's not our amazing food ministry, whatever we do, but it's your spirit that calls people to us. So we just receive that now, Lord. We thank you that you have asked us, that you're giving us the opportunity as Harvest and your church, a part of your body here in Richmond. Today we heard about the walls being broken down and other walls being built up. We heard about the joy. All of that is done because of your spirit that enables us to go out and do the works which you have called us to do. Your word says that we have been created. We are your workmanship created in Christ Jesus so that we can do, Lord, the good works which you have predestined for us. There's a good work for this house. There's a good work for Harvest Renewal Church that was set aside before the foundation of the earth. And we have an opportunity to walk in that good work, to fulfill that. And the grace that enables us to do this is here right now to be able to do this. Otherwise, you would not have called us. The grace for that rich young ruler was there to follow you. The grace for Peter to follow you to the end and become the amazing man of God that he was, was there from the beginning. Through every mistake, through every bit of lack, through everything he didn't see who he really was. The grace of God enabled him. And we just receive your grace now as a house. We just say yes to this opportunity. We just say, Lord, we choose to be chosen. We say yes to be able to go into this, to expand, Lord, your love and your light and your kingdom enrichment so that other cities, that other states, that other people will see something is happening in the city of Richmond. What is it? It's the Spirit of God in and among his people that are moving as they allow him to. So we say yes today. and We just thank you for this opportunity to be chosen by the master. Lord, at school on the playground, we wanted to be chosen by our friends to be in their team. We would always say, pick me, pick me, pick me. Here I am. I want to be on your team. You're the best. You're the strongest. You're the biggest. But today, Jesus, we say, thank you for picking me. Thank you for saying, hey, I want you on my team. Let's go out. Who's with me? And we say as a house, we say, yes, Jesus, we are with you. Thank you, Jesus, for picking us. Thank you for picking this house. Every single partner, every single person, every single life in this house, Lord, that is joined to this body of Christ, we say yes. And we say thank you for inviting us to play thank you for inviting us on your team and thank you that your team never loses thank you that you do not have the word loss or lose in your vocabulary and we thank you that we are part of team Jesus as we take your light and your kingdom into this city as we see more people come so that your light can expand and your kingdom can grow we bless you Lord we thank you for this we praise you we love you we say yes in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want prayer.